When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Caswell. And this is Peppermint. And you are listening, hopefully once again, to It's a Mess. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? Turn the joy up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what is what's going on with you? I miss you. I miss you too, baby. I know. I'm I just good, honey. You last it's night. end of summer. <laughs> I know we did. Um, it's end of summer. I'm feeling good. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm, I think we're definitely in the full swing of, at least on the East Coast, it's full on summer. Like it's hot. I know. I know. Hot. I know. I noticed. It's not. It's it's very comfortable here in Los Angeles. I'm enjoying it. Everyone's going to pool parties except for me because I've been uh, watching TV <laughs> and staying inside <laughs> and not giving a fuck. But what did you been watching? My okay. There's a new show I'm completely addicted to. It's so nuts. Have you have you heard of this show? Oh I don't know what channel it's on. I know what I, you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. No, you don't. I don't know what you're gonna say, but you I think don't. I know what you're gonna say. Okay, you don't. yeah. <laughs> Have you have you been watching Smothered? No. What's that? <laughs> Smothered is all about the relationships between a daughters and their mothers and how they're way too close and clingy and like way too best friendy and thoughty and shit. And there's this one couple. I'm one couple. <laughs> they're practically a couple. They're mother daughter. And okay, get. <laughs> This is going to gross you out. And I, I every time I say this, oh, I can't no. believe I'm saying it out loud. So the they're they're they like hug in bed, like lay in like there's all these there's all these crazy interactions mm. between them which they're like <clears throat> cringingly affectionate, but the mother will take a bath. Okay, and she gets out of the bath, mm. and if the water is still warm enough, the daughter will use the same bath water. Ugh. That is disgusting. That is so... Mom, I love you, but no. <laughs> nasty. That is so that is incredibly trifling. nasty. And I don't want anybody saying, oh, it's, it's the same thing as going in a pool. It's the same thing as going in a hot tub. It's No, it's not. You don't bathe in a pool with water and t- taking off. You're scrubbing, using your loofah and... I can't. I don't want to think about this. Anyway, sorry. This is making me sad. <laughs> but the sh- the show <laughs> the show is kind of fascinating. I'm on like episode four, so I recommend it. Maybe we can talk about it later. For prob- someone from the show is probably going to write and ask for advice. To tell you the truth. <laughs> and um, speaking I've been of a new show, oh what? Oh wait, can I say what I've been watching? I've been uh, watching a new show. It's not that? a new show. I've been watching an old show. I finally started watching Handmaid's Tale. 
Me too. Bonkers. Me too. Yeah, I just. I just oh, what, I, I'm binging it. I'm binging it right now. I do. I want to so binge what are you it. On? Okay, wait, wait. I'm on season one, and I'm on the the second to last episode. I'm. A, I have two episodes less in, left oh my in God. season one. If but you wait. hurry up, I will wait for you. If you no, okay. wait, wait, freeze before you go. I'm already. I have a. I have a very good friend. My friend Kiani. I'm watching that only with him. So I. I was stuck in a hotel. All I wanted to do was watch it, but I can't because I was stuck with him. I mean, I'm stuck watching it with him. I don't mean stuck. I mean, I like watching it. With him but it's just yeah. you have to watch that show with somebody because it is just so fucking it's bonkers bananas. yes but it's so real at the same time it's so scary <laughs> it's, it's so like, real well they say everything that has happened on this everything on the show that they do has happened somewhere in the world in real life in human in human history i'm saying that's what they say everything i'm saying and it's like mike pence in heaven <laughs> you know it's yeah yeah it's so um yeah, so I, we can. Ca- Where are you on that? Did you finish season one? I just started season two. All right, I'm I'm like two steps behind you. I'm two steps behind you. Okay, so we well, ha- there's um there's a new show that I'm starting to watch. I just started watching, and maybe you and I can watch it together. Okay. Well. What okay. Is okay. So you should watch the first episode. It's three. A few episodes are out now. It's, it's Euphoria. Everyone's telling me to it's watch that. Euphoria. The you, talk, <coughs> Excuse Oh my me. God. But Caswell, Caswell, this is our new Walking Dead. Will you watch it with me? Yes. How, whatever. Will you please watch it yeah. with me? I'll watch it with you. I just watched the first one and I will wait for you. But we need to start, we need to watch another one this week together. Let's, we'll watch it. So you it. need yeah, to get we'll caught up. Baby, yeah, I am on my HBO Go. Like you don't understand. In Big Little Lies, I'm all about that Meryl Streep shit. I'm on top of my Big Little Lies, but I can do that with you. I can do Euphoria <laughs> with you. I'm not, I, I'll start that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get. I don't. I don't. It's bonkers. I don't need too many obligations, but I can. I can do that. I'm. A, I, I don't have a okay. boyfriend, so um, I can do Euphoria with Peppermint. Ow! All right. So. Um, well, you, okay. We can say. I was gonna say that you got something to say. Uh, I got something to say. Well, okay, so we got to get started. Uh, <laughs> before we jump in to the mess, you guys need to know that this is an advice show. However, it's not professional advice. We are not licensed. I mean, nope. I got a driver's license, but that is not applicable. Um, I don't and, even have uh, that. So this is purely for entertainment purposes only. Only. <laughs> only. And if you need some advice and would like us to take on your calamity, you can go to our social media, which is at It's a Mess Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Follow us. Follow us. You can email us from the Instagram. And there's even a questionnaire in our story highlights with the information that we request when you are seeking advice. That's right. And guess what? If you are not following us, you will not get your question read on the show. We are only taking uh, appearances from people who are followers. And believe me, we do check the receipts. And uh, if you want to email us directly, you can hit us at askkazandpep at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Askkazandpep at gmail.com. And we will get your question on the air. All right. Yeah. Let's get to the first question because some people need our help. Okay, question one, cue music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I'm a gay man living in New York City in my mid-30s, and I uh, had this boyfriend for about two years between 2016 and 2018. But towards the last three months of our relationship, my father got sick. And because I had to take so much time out of the relationship to attend to my father's needs, it was my decision to ultimately end the relationship with my then-boyfriend. 
Fast forward a year and a half later, me and my ex are really good friends with a tight bond. We hang out once a week, talk on the phone. We even watch each other's dogs while the other's away. So, I recently had a grinder hookup about a week ago, and after sex, me and my hookup realized that we know a lot of the same people. When I mentioned my ex-boyfriend and showed him his picture, he was like, "Oh yeah, no, I know him. We hook up all the time. He's actually been a regular fuck buddy of mine for a few years." And I knew he was telling the truth because he knew details about my ex-boyfriend, and he even mentioned that he was sleeping with my ex-boyfriend while my father's health was going downhill, and we were still together. Apparently, my ex even mentioned me a few times while we were still together. <laughs> I feel extremely hurt by this. My ex always seemed to play the part of the angel that would never do anything wrong, and now that I know that he was sleeping with this guy and cheating on me while I was dealing with my father's sickness, I really just want to confront him about this. But I'm wondering if it's if it's even worth it, since we're finally good friends. What do you think I should do? Should I confront him? I I want to bring it up with him, but part of me feels like I would just be going backwards with our friendship. What should I do? Love, Dennis. Oh my gosh, Dennis, 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 honey, it is getting hot in here. I got to get my fan. It is getting hot, darling. Um, Listen, this is a really tough situation. First of all, infidelity with an ex is really, it's it's, it's a sensitive issue. I mean, it's really the reason why most people break up, I think. I, I mean, I have no statistics, but I think it is a reason why people at least mistrust breaking of trust and I know how this is really a tough situation because if you are taking care of a loved one and you have to break up with somebody because of a family member or something like that, you know, I feel like that's a hard thing to do. Um, And I can imagine, I can only imagine that coming back around and hearing this news later after you had already kind of come to terms with the end of the relationship, now you're hearing that all along he was cheating on you. I... I don't know. This is a tough situation for me. I, mm-hmm. I've i definitely been broken up with. I've had people cheat on me. I've had trust broken. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't imagine. I think even breaking up with somebody, being broken up with, the number one thing I want to do is curse that person out. If they're your friend, I don't know. I think this it's just... It's a really messed up situation and you have to tread lightly because you are really close friends with this person. <clears throat> I can I cannot imagine being friends with someone who I knew was cheating on me if they were my ex and never saying anything about it. I would have to say something about it eventually. It's going to come out over He's you know gonna. we're watching Real Housewives. He's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come out. Like there's you're gonna be at the bowling alley and he's gonna say, hand me my balls, and then all of a sudden there's gonna be a fucking cat fight. You're like, balls. Ah! Speaking like, of balls, balls. Did you, you said balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like there's too many triggers. And yeah. so I do think it's important for you to address. Uh I do think you need to do it in a way that is um you need to think about what the future. I think it's important to think about the future of the friendship, but I don't think that needs to put too much weight on it because this person obviously was okay lying with you. Well, and so if I was in that situation, I would probably want to just address it in a mature way that's not evil, but you have the upper hand in this situation. I, I think so. Well, he definitely 
feels betrayed. Dennis, we know you feel betrayed. We totally get it. And I, this completely understandable. And betrayal is betrayal, even if you find out about it after after the uh, the the relationship is over so like i don't know why you're asking us if you should tell him because you're definitely going to tell him (laughs) and i just think i think it's more about i think you should figure out how you're going to bring it up so i think that i think that if you're friends now you're at the point that you can bring up hookups that you've had so i think what you should do is be like oh yeah i met mm-hmm. this guy you know him and show him the picture be like we talked for hours and he told me he knows he's known you a really long time like let him know that you know give him the window to come clean so just be like we talked a really long time and give him that look in his eye that your boy your ex-boyfriend knows what that look means that you know something and see what he says because a, a big part of becoming friends with your ex has to do with coming clean about the stunts you pulled when you were boyfriends. And if he's able to admit that he okay. fucked up, if yeah, so if he's able to admit that he fucked up in the relationship and sincerely apologize for it, then I think that you should let it go. And I think that will actually make your friendship stronger. And I don't think it, you can really have as tight a bond as you want unless he can admit to the shit that he did. So, mm-hmm. so if he's still trying to play the role of the angel... Don't let it go. You'll find someone else to watch your dog when you go to Fire Island this summer. <laughs> don't, don't, there are services for that. <laughs> but he, but here's the thing: like, like if he if if he can't admit it, then it will always be looming over the relationship. I have an ex. I'm just talking about this for a second, but I do have an ex, and we were off and on for about ten years. And I know, I know, I know that he cheated on me, and I know people he's cheated on me. Ooh. I know the people he's cheated on me oh. with, and. He still to this day just brushes it off and won't admit it. it, will not say it out loud. And if he and because of that, it's always there in the back of my head. Like I'm friends with my ex's family. I'm good friends with his sister. I see his family on Christmas. You know, we're really, really tight. Okay. But it's given a lot of detail. Well, who cares? <laughs> it's always there. And if he doesn't tell you if he doesn't tell you, then there will always be a limitation on your friendship. And mm-hmm. if he does tell you, it will make the friendship stronger. Because really, I don't care. You know, I'm I'm past that. It's already the past. I know people aren't perfect. I mean, I dated him when he was in his 20s. So, I mean, 20-year-olds always cheat. Bottom line. they always Their hormones are popping way too hard for them not it's to. It's popping. It's popping. <laughs> All right, girl. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to say that if he does, <laughs> you got the fan. If if he does, if he if he does tell you, it's only going to make the friendship stronger, and you, you're going to be able to trust him now. You know, so I I think I think you should tell him you know in a way without give him the opportunity to come clean. <clears throat> And then, you know, if, if he takes that opportunity to come clean, it will, it will definitely make the friendship stronger. But if it doesn't, just take it for what it is. Your friend, you know, y- your friend was a, sh- was a shitty boyfriend, you know. So, and the, But you can still be a good friend. You know, he, he might not be as tight and as brotherly if he, if he can't come clean about something stupid that happened a couple of years ago. But, I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. something stupid like, it, like it's not <clears> – <throat> There aren't emotions involved, but I think I think that you should open the window, give him the opportunity to come clean about this, and then you know hopefully he will. But if not, just take it for what it is. And you know he he was a shitty boyfriend. Let us know what you do, and let us know how it goes. Let us know what you do. Write back in 
Let us know if we if we hear about you know you back on Fire Island with somebody new. We'll know if if you if you're suddenly writing in to figure out how to get rid of a um, Fire Island share, then we'll know. <laughs> yeah, let let us know because we need we need material for our update episode. <laughs> so we want to know what happens. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Crazy. Um, should we go on to the next question? Yeah, All I'm right. ready. I think we helped. I think we helped Dennis. I feel good about I it. I think it was, I think Dennis, I feel good too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you, will you intro, intro it? Okay. Question two. Cue music. Dear Kat and Pep. I am a straight female with a good job, no kids, no boyfriend. I grew up in a single family home with my mom and my brother and always had vague memories of my father because he left our lives when I was five without much explanation. Back in June 2018, my father gave me an unexpected call. And since then, we had some meals together and I met his new wife and kids who were both around my age. At first, it was kind of uncomfortable, but since he was making an effort to be part of my life, I found a way to forgive him for leaving me as a child. My mom and my brother still want nothing to do with him, and they warn me that he's bad news. I've always longed for a father figure in my life, and I think that if I could just establish some sort of relationship with my father, I would feel more complete. My problem is this past February, I started to realize my father has serious money problems. He's recently started asking me for money. I loaned him $1,100 so he could pay his rent. He said he would pay me back when he got his taxes, but the day has never come. I also gave him money so he could buy clothes for his new job. A few days ago, he asked if I could lend him some more money so he could move into a new place. Everyone tells me that my father is using me. I see where they're coming from, but it's a hard pill to swallow because I desperately want my father in my life. My dad has a short temper. If I confront him about this and I tell him I won't loan him the money, I'm afraid I'll embarrass him and he will leave my life again. Have either of you been in a position like this? Your advice would be appreciated. Love, little miss daddy issues. Mm, man. Mm. Questions mm-hmm. about parents and parent problems are really, really tough and they definitely hit to the core. For me, as they do with probably everybody, and it's clear that you want a father figure in your life and you feel that you've missed out on that. And right now you see an opportunity to fill that void. And it's first important to understand that parents are just people. And sometimes they're not particularly good people and they can be trash and they can be inconsiderate and they can be selfish especially to their kids. And I I truly recommend you getting some therapy and someone professional to talk to about this. And a good therapist, you know, could really help you sort out your thoughts and bring up feelings and experiences in your past that would help you clearly understand why you're feeling this way and feeling feeling this void in your life. And a therapist could really help you discover healthier ways to fill this void. Um, if, If you are this desperate for a male figure in your life, you could also be prone to putting yourself in in toxic relationships so me and pep don't fuck around when it comes to therapy i really i recommend therapy um i haven't had therapy in a long time but i'm i'm looking into it for myself and i think that it could really help you and it's not a joke and you should really get some type of professional to talk to um and as far as avoiding embarrassing your father i mean if you're sensitive to your father's feelings and i I can understand that, but people that mooch off other people 
they tend to do that when they think you have something to lend. So if you have spare money, then if they think you have X spare money, then they're going to take advantage of that. If they think you have spare time, then they'll hit you up when they need help moving. <laughs> you know, so people like that always pull that type of shit. So I think in a conversation, you should find a way to tell your father that you're tight on money or that, you know, you're afraid your cell phone's going to get cut off because you're having a hard time paying your cell phone this month or, you know, or you think your light's going to get off or you're having a problem with your rent because if they assume you don't even have the money to lend then they they might also low-key be reminded that he still owes you money and not that i would expect to get that money back because i don't think that you ever will but but he'll low-key be reminded that he still owes you the money and that you could really use it and i promise you that if you mention this to him that he will probably stop asking you for the money and won't bring it up again in fear that you'll you'll be that he'll he'll be reminded that he still owes you and that he you need it back so he's trying to make you forget that you owe this that you're owed this money in the first place so you know i think that you let him know that you're tight on money without having to without having to tell him that he still owes it to you because then you know if you don't want to embarrass him that's probably the best way to do it i completely agree um i do think it's something that you should talk to him about and um, yeah, I think one of the tactics, I mean, look, if you, if you're not able to get into therapy right away, cause I know that there's sometimes, you know, with the way our healthcare systems work, there are hurdles to getting into therapy. Yeah. There's usually a waiting period, things like that. Um, I would just find ways to demonstrate that you are out of money in front of him. Um, and this will kind of send him sort of a subliminal message that you don't have that spare money. And so, you know, just being, you know, maybe asking him for money. Or telling him, oh, you know, I, I, I lost my job or something. Um, I know that you don't want to be dishonest, but, you know, letting him know that you have some extra expenses that you had to take on or that you took a pay a decrease at work or something. Yeah, yeah. That's will one. probably, you know, give him a little bit of a clue that, OK, there is no extra money. Um, and you know, it really is a tough one because I understand that the need to want to have a good relationship with your with your parent. And I've been in this situation before that I have felt guilty about whether or not to add extra money to support family members Mm -hmm. or not. And especially now that I've, you know, have a little bit of a larger platform. Um, And it's, it's tough, but it is completely okay to keep the same rules and kind of the same behaviors with your family that you had before you were lending money right. that you do now, you know, like, you know, you don't have to suddenly if, if you hit the lottery, you don't have you don't owe everyone a house. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's that has a lot to do with maybe maybe a little more to do with your sensitivities and your maybe guilt level about not wanting to push away your father, um, you know, because he'll be OK. He will be fine whether you lend him money or not. Bottom line is he loves you. And if he wants to stay in your life, he's going to stay in your life, whether you're lending him money or not. The the whole piece about not upsetting him or whatever, just because of the money piece, that is, I think, more on you and how you're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Like, again, we said that we're not psychologists, but I think that's something that you can kind of sort through with your therapist. But in the meantime, to get him to stop asking so that you don't feel in the position, I think that you should just clue in that you don't have any money. And, you know, but tell him. you can also let him know that, you know, you do want a relationship with him and that he it is important to, uh, to you to have your father in your life. And, you know, you obviously 
you know, seem to see the value in getting to know your father again and also like meeting his new wife and meeting his new kids. Like this is important to you. And I think that you can still express that to him. And if he has any heart at all, then then he will still stay open to you for that. I don't I don't get the feeling that he's only getting at you for money. I think that he probably feels some sense of guilt about leaving the family when you were five years old. And if he has any heart at all, then he's probably you know, really aware of that and wants a relationship with you as well, too. And he can still get that relationship without getting your bank information and without getting his rent Agreed. paid by you, without getting his new apartment paid by you, and without you loaning him money. And, you know, the, you're, you're going to find out who he is and you might be better off without him. You might find that out. And that's another reason to get therapy, because, you know, there's a lot of people in my family I'm not close with anymore only because they're not good for me. And once you see that mm-hmm. it's that boundaries need to be established and respected, then I think that you'll be a lot more better off. But I do think that you should get some professional help to help you get to that Can point. Can I ask you a question? Who, me? Yeah. Have you ever had a, a situation with a family member that was you you didn't know how to bring up? I'm not saying this, but just like a family member that you, that the relationship was sensitive and you were worried about bringing it up. That my relationship was sensitive and I didn't want to. With your family member. Yeah. I mean, I have a family member that I haven't talked to in about 20 years, but I think that, that he probably needs more help professionally than not only I do, but anyone else in my family does. He's also like cut out a lot of people in my family, but I've always felt this way about this person. You know, they've always been like, man, I don't even know how to explain but like extremely closed off. And I, I, this is a person in my life that, that I'll just say, this is my brother. This is my older brother. I'll just get a little personal about it. And I haven't talked to him in a long, long, long time, but this is all his choice. And there were times that he's even, Man, I never really talk about this, but there are times that he's even denied that he was my brother. Like, that's how fucked up in the head he is. But I know, and I've always known in my heart that this is all his problem. This is, and he's done this to Mm -hmm. other family members. And this is just how he deals with things by just stop talking to people. He hasn't talked to my dad in a long time. He goes through periods of not talking to my mom. So, it's just it's just important to realize that you know you might have someone in your in your life that just does not know how to communicate the way that you need to be talked to so this doesn't seem like it's your Mm -hmm. fault but it does seem like that you need to grab it by the balls (laughs) i've had a situation like this too i had a family member um who was drinking and they were they're an elder they were older than me i was a child but i noticed how Mm -hmm how much on eggshells everyone in the family walked around this person. Right. Um, exactly. And, and it was so sensitive and it like what needed to be said was you need to stop drinking. And, you know, like, believe me, when they would drink, all hell would break loose. Their Christmas, Christmas tree would go flying. Things would start become airborne. Um, and be, everyone turned into the enemy. It was like it was like a movie. <laughs> Ducking from eyes. It, it was entertaining, but it was yeah, but it was it was honestly sad. TVs went through windows. I mean, it was like that, mm-hmm. and that was a big problem. People got hurt. People got attacked with weapons at like Christmas dinner, <clears throat> and so you know, like, how do you have that conversation with an elder, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was you know that was tough. So I so I know that it can be tough, but I do think that. 
doing your part to preserve the family relationship when you can is important. So, okay. um, yeah, I think that they, I think you should let us know how it goes. And we do, we really do wish you the best uh, for yourself and your, and your father, whatever, whatever comes of this and save that money. Save that money. in a Swiss account. Save that money. <laughs> you worked hard for it. Uh, All right, so let us know how uh, that should goes. Should we go to the next question? Yeah, let us <laughs> let us know how that goes, Little Miss Daddy Issues, because we we want to know. And we do recommend you getting therapy. I know I've said that like four times, but in this case, I yeah. think that's really important because I think that you need to set some boundaries and you might need some help uh, learning how to do that, which, you know, it's not uncommon. Here we go. Question. All right, question number three. Cue music. music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I am a drag queen in Los Angeles. I'm writing to you guys because I know you both work in clubs and you might have been in a similar situation as myself. I've been doing drag as a full-time job for about four years now and have a good reputation in the Los Angeles area. There is a club I've been working at for about a year and a half, but I've recently had disagreements with the management. Now, I can honestly say I am very professional. I always show up 15 minutes early. I always have my drag numbers organized with a drag show, and I always promote and tell my friends to come see me. The management has recently requested that after the drag show, the drag queens dance on a go-go box with no extra pay. And on top of that, we have to wait until 2 a.m. to get paid, even though our shift is over at midnight. I told my best friend, who's also a drag queen, about this, and she said she would never tolerate it and to leave if they don't start treating the drag queens at the club better. So I did exactly what she said. After my shift two weeks ago, I politely told management I won't be coming back. But if you change your policies on go-go dancing and waiting till 2 a.m. to get paid to give me a call, (laughs) they pretty much laughed in my face. Here's my mess. My best friend who convinced me to leave that job just took my place at the club. When I brought this up to her, she's like, girl, you know how hard it is to get a regular gig in West Hollywood and the pay is great, so you can't hate me. She's accusing me of being jealous because now she's making the money I used to make. But I think she's being a shitty friend. What do you think? Signed, Madeline. Oh, Madeline. Ooh, honey, honey. Can I first just say that? It's getting hot in here, I, darling. I love the name Madeline. It just reminds me of Madeline Ashton from Death Becomes Her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really fierce, uh, shout out to a really fierce uh, queen in New York City, Madeline Hatter. Uh, she's awesome. Um, check her out if you're in New York City. Uh, she works at the Ritz on Wednesdays, I think. Uh, anyway, um, oh my gosh, this is a jam-packed, moment darling okay so here's the thing i know what it's like to be a queen and working in the bar scene um in the big cities even though like a big city like la is pretty much like one of the only places you can work and earn a living as a queen uh the jobs are still kind of few and far between and so i think a lot of people when they get that residency they hold on to it mm-hmm. with tooth and nail mm-hmm. And only, you know, like they'll they'll beg, bargain, barter, and steal to keep that job. That's show business. And so I know how precious that was. That's show business, and I know how how precious that that probably was to you. Um, and at the same time, 
no tea, no shade. I've worked for a lot of bars and clubs, and I don't have that many favorite bars and clubs. There's a lot of bars and clubs that treat you pretty poorly if you are the entertainment or the talent, which is weird because we're who they're coming to see. Yeah, anyway. but they they want to juice um, you for everything they got. Every they want they basically want you to work as hard as you can for as little po- money as possible. And they're afraid that um, if you leave, so the party know- will leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, But they convince you that you're replaceable, which is exactly what happened here. And so I I understand the the dynamic. It's complicated. Mm. But here we go with friendship. If you're friends with an entertainer, I think it's really important to, on your own, I mean, this last job, that ship has sailed. But I don't think you should, like, pull a, you know, a showgirls and go put some marbles on the floor and, and, and get her out of there. But I do think it's important... As I've been getting into the realm of acting and performing, I happen to be friends with some other folks who are kind of on the same path and struggle and journey and same field as me. And it's important to, A, set yourself apart from that other entertainer. There's no real reason why you both can't be working at this club. If you have, you know, if you're a fire breather and she's an acrobat or whatever, (laughs) or a fierce lip sync artist, you can both kind of, have maybe you get one night and she gets another night. Um, well, she it's get, important to set yourself apart. She's not going back now. They laughed in her no, face. No, I know she's not going back now. But I mean, I mean, theoretically, just in general, like you know, um, it's it's not it's not unheard of to reinvent yourself and set yourself apart. Queens do that all the time, and sometimes you kind of have to do that, and that will be the the piece that allows that gets the 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 club managers and owners to say, oh, she's not so replaceable because she's the only one who jumps off the top of the building on fire, whatever. And so get a skill or something that sets you apart, aside from being early. That is actually a skill. And I don't know many queens that are 15 minutes early for the <laughs> show. So certainly is a skill. That's, that, <laughs> you must not be, I, I can never heard of that. Oh, wait, um, an on-time drag queen? Aside from... An on-time go-go what? boy? <laughs> an on-time DJ? <laughs> Holy shit. What? What's good? The world is ending. Um, and so, yeah, but I do think it's perfectly fair for you to have a conversation with Miss Thing. She, she's clearly going to, to chuck it up to you just being jealous and all that. I think you can let her know in a, in a, in a letter. This sounds like a good letter opportunity to write a letter mm. on paper and let her know, Hey, you know, I really value our friendship. Um, if you're able to, if you're able to, let this go. Since this is a professional slash personal relationship, she's a colleague of yours. You don't want to go off the rails because believe me, she will post that stuff on Instagram. And so write a letter. Let her know that you value her friendship, even if you really don't. Let her know that you that you feel betrayed by what she did, but you can overlook it. Ask her if she, to please never do that to you again. And, you know, kind of put some closure to it if you can. Um, believe me, all you need to do is have one good friend spread that rumor that this is a backstabbing bitch and you will be, you know, you'll be good for you go to the next club and you'll you'll kind of know what to do and how to approach it. It's kind of a sticky situation because the job is already lost and there's no way you can get it back. But the 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 salvaging thing is if she's shady to you. The shade is going to come out, and she probably won't hold that job for very long. Mm-hmm. You know, the club sounds 
crazy shady. Like, there's so much. Yeah, let's talk about the club. Shade. Yeah, I mean, the club is so shady. Like, I really want to know what club it is. So if you want to, like, hit me a DM and let me know, I promise I'll say We that. probably worked at it. I probably worked there now. But, Pep, I could just imagine... <laughs> If you did, let's say you did three numbers and high heels, and then they wanted you to dance on a box and high heels after. <laughs> if you did it, you would definitely switch to sneakers. I can see it already. Like, there was no way. I think. I'd take them high heels and walk right out the door. Why would they ask the drag queen to dance? On the, don't they have go-go boys? Why would you ask the. Well, there are some clubs that do that. Yeah. I remember, I mean, especially in the in the 90s and in the, like, misunderstood. There was There's queens who were just go-go queens in the 90s. Mm, yeah, but after you do a show, I mean, I mean that. No, that's not. Now that's not cute. That sounds crazy. I like your friend is shady. There ain't no way around it. I, what I let her take the job. Let her take that job doing aerobics on the cocoa box in high heels after she has to do three numbers of the show. And you know what you should do? You should aerobics. You should just show up and watch her tired ass win on that box and tip her. A, tip her, tip her. <laughs> tip her. You should go there and laugh at her. You should go, I mean, I mean, I know I'm here telling you to do shady, but <laughs> to do shady shit, but you should go over there out of drag in your sneakers, wearing the most comfortable, laid-back outfit. Wear some Uggs. Go there easy breezy with a stack of dollars and just give her some dollars and let her work for that money. Uh, <laughs> no, and then you'd be like, oh, hey, girl, I, I didn't know you were working. Are you oh, working, you're girl? Working? Okay. <laughs> you're you working, her. girl? Here's some dollars. You know, you know <laughs> can I tell you, back in, the, back in like, I mean, this is early 2000s, I remember I was a cocktail waiter at Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and somebody that did not like Flotilla DeBarge showed up. And no lie, there was a tip. Do you remember that tip fucking of Barracuda, that dented old urn? That, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. It, that, it's that, still there. That, that, that vase slash dented. There's literally a dent in it from which it's Arthur gets involved. gold vase tip fucking. It's still there. <laughs> that, that urn needs its own Instagram page. It's an urn. <laughs> But one time, one time somebody showed up, one time someone showed up, and no lie, put up, uh-huh. back when, before the EBT cards, somebody put a, a food stamp <laughs> in their foot. In Flotilla's bucket? A, yeah, shade. shade. Anonymously, right? Yeah, but it was also like an expired food stamp, too. She goes, well, at least you could have put one that uh-huh. was expired in there. But she kind of laughed about it. <laughs> people people would be putting MTA cards. And no joke, they'll put MTA people cards. People used to give me MTA cards. Mm-hmm. Now you can get home, bitch. <laughs> Take the train. Yeah, your friend is hella shady. Show up at her job. Give her a couple dollars. Laugh it off. You'll get another one. I mean, man, it's like nightlife. I've talked about this a hundred times, man, because it's always like when you get that job and it's like a weekly job, not a monthly, you will just hold on to that job because that show business, like it could go at any time. Any moment the owner could roll in, they'd be like, oh, let's get a new party in there now. I'm not getting enough heads in here. What's going on? People aren't promoting on social media. This queen must be tired. No one's showing up to see. And they always blame the staff. They don't blame themselves. The fact that they, the you know, the club itself mm-hmm. doesn't promote. They don't. They don't blame the fact that they're having some shady ass cover at the door that no one wants to pay, or that you know that they treat the the staff like shit. You know, so 
Man, laugh it off, lesson learned, and you know, they can only get so much from a queen or a performer in general, and to expect- A it, human. Yeah. <laughs> Man, cause I'm telling you like, if I had a, if I, sometimes I think about how much my feet hurt if I have to DJ for five hours, but then at the same time I think, shit, if I had a dance in high heels, no way. So, I mean, I think good riddance. I think your revenge is just watching her on that go-go box. And I think you should go there and do an Instagram live and be like, look at my girl who used to be my friend suffering on that box. Now, give her some, mm-hmm. give her some ice packs girl. to her feet. Nothing so, changes a bar and a, and a girlfriend, a fellow queen like you auditioning for and getting on Drag Race. Not that that's the fix-all to all things, but if you have extra time, go ahead and audition for some Drag Race or do something really, you know, like fig- do something out of the box that'll get you attention. Believe me, they will turn right back around and be like, hey, we want to hire you back, but this time no go-go dancing. You know, like they'll, they'll try to get bring you back. Happened in every club mm-hmm. that I... All right, well, let us know anyway. how that goes. I really <laughs> want to know how that goes, and I want to know what club it is. So shoot me a DM, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, gosh, it's, it, time flies, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like That's I saved the world That's all we have for this today. episode. <laughs> all right, well, there we have it. There it is, another week of saving the world. We did what we could. We do what we can. We're here for you every single week. Thanks for uh, tuning in. <laughs> so this this podcast was brought to you by Forever Dog. And once again, feel free to send us your questions, <clears throat> commentary, all of the above to askkazandpep at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm Caswell Official. What's your Instagram? At... Well, okay. Well, mine's Peppermint247, but make sure you also follow the show at It's a Mess Podcast. At, yeah. And yours is, oh, Caswell Official. Yes. It used to be Caswell NYC. Yeah. Kill you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace out. Love you. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.